darling, it's me. I'm sorry, I'm just really tired, so I'm going to go to bed now. But um, I hope you had a nice evening babysitting. And give me a call. If you want to go to school tomorrow early and then head into Atlantic City, give me a call. Actually, um, give me a call at like 7, 10 tomorrow just to tell me what's going on, even if we aren't going to do anything. Actually, maybe I'll give you a call. Just, uh, I'm befuddled again. I'm befuddled in the answering machine, man. This is getting bad. No, but anyway, um, but, um, no, I'll just, we'll get in contact sometime tomorrow morning, like around 7, 10. Just anything, you can just go back to bed afterwards if you don't want to go, but, okay, I'll talk to you soon, love. I hope you had a nice evening. Sweet dreams. I love you. Bye. Chuck. Jay. Dude, something serious I gotta talk to you about. Lay it on me, brother. Okay. <clears throat> Did you hear about the penguin that had the family reunion in uh, Florida? No. Well, let me just fill you in. It's a pretty severe situation that happened. So this penguin wants to drive, afraid of flying, because you know penguins don't fly. E- that's, no, that's not the joke. <laughs> I just threw that in there. Sure. So he's driving. Drives down through Canada. Starts coming down, driving through North America, north <laughs> the north end of the United States, let me be more clear. So he's driving down, he comes down, and all of a sudden his car starts acting up when he gets to Louisiana. It's really hot. He's going to hit Louisiana, and then he's going to cut over and head over to Florida. To get some beignets, yeah, okay. All right. Sure, you know, he's going to get some Creole food and all that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> he's coming down, his car starts, there's something wrong with his car, so he doesn't know what's going on, and he is hot. Bro, he's a penguin, okay? So... He's coming down, and he doesn't know what's wrong with his car, so he goes to, uh, you know, like an auto body shop. Sure. Pulls in, sweating, suffering, bro. Goes to the mechanic and says, there's something wrong with my car, can you please take a look at it? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, sir, are you all right? He said, I'm just overheating. Is there anything that that you have in here to cool me down? He's like, well, there's an ice cream store right down the street if you want to go down there and, you know, grab some ice cream. He's like, sure, okay. He's like, come back in 15 minutes, I'll let you know what's wrong with your car. Heads down to the ice cream store. One vanilla ice cream, please. Takes it, devours it, gets it all over himself. He's like, one more, devours it. So he's sitting there and he's eating all this ice cream. He's getting it all over himself. He looks at his watch. He's like, oh, it's been 15 minutes. Goes back to the mechanic. And he says, so what's going on? And he's holding the ice cream cone in his hand. He walks in and he's like, well, looks like you blew a seal. And he's like, no, no, this is ice cream. God damn it. Oh, Welcome might, to the Not Nordic, Nordic Podcast. Please that might re- be worse than the last one. <laughs> well, they're all pretty good. We're Not Nordic. Uh, thanks for uh, stopping by and spending some time with us. Not Nordic Pod. At gmail.com. Exactly. Um, so, we have a jam-packed show today, so let's get right into it. We're going to start with, uh, we do have an email. We're going we're gonna to open up the mailbag here. Let's do it. Uh, this is Preach. from This is from friend of the show, Joe. Okay. Very, very good gentleman. 
It says, congrats on the podcast. I'm enjoying it thus far and have listened to every episode as I recover from knee surgery. What nice. A, what a nice compliment. Thank you. That's a pretty good feed, as I'm sure you know there are literally thousands of good podcasts out there. Uh, you know, there's thousands. Uh, there are some good ones. But, yes. But certainly, yeah, no. I mean, we're, we're, there are a million podcasts, and we can't thank anybody enough who choo- chooses to listen to ours. Uh, he says, I'll say that I thought Chuck getting quizzed on Bad Religion songs was a very enjoyable segment and would love to see that more. Uh, we're going to do a quiz this week, so don't you worry. Punching bags is a neat idea, too, and if you're looking for suggestions going forward, I'd enjoy hearing WWS Brawl for All tournament dissected and discussed. Do you know what that is? I do not. Uh, Brawl for All was, um, they did basically, like, actual fighting, and it, like... Like Butterbean was involved. Like basically, the, there was the most famous one was there was this guy uh, Bart Gun. He was one of the smoking guns. And they they were cowboys. That was their gimmick. Okay. And I guess he was like an amateur boxer or something. So I think he actually fought Butterbean and just got the shit kicked out of him in like four seconds. Yeah, that overhand right. What does he have? An overhand right or overhand left? That's just devastating. Yeah, I mean it's just you know, I, I got punched by a big guy and it's just you don't even have to necessarily have mustard on it. Like he just drops that ham hock fist on you and you're done. <laughs> You get the mustard, a little relish, ketchup. Uh, the, the dad joke segment is over, Jay. Oh, okay. Uh, that might be interesting. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do brawl for an all, brawl for all one of these weeks. Um, he says, I always think constructive criticism is the best thing to hear on a project too, and people so rarely share it. So, to balance, I'll say the last episode dragged too long. Every other one has a good flow and length, while the end of episode five dragged on. I agree, actually. I'm a big believer in podcasts not being over an hour, and find the ones that I circle back to the most to be in the 25 to 45 minute range. I thought, yeah, I thought we went on a little too long in that one, so I appreciate preach, it. Preach, preach. Um, my question for the two of you is Does Ari Aster cross any lines with his first two movies? Do you know Ari Aster? I do not. Uh, he did uh, Hereditary, and more recently a movie called Midsummer. Oh, mid- yeah, okay. Um, while people will say that they want more and more, especially in a hot horror genre that needs some shaking up, we can all agree that there are some lines. You wouldn't support an action movie that gave people heart attacks or a sad movie that put its viewers into a legitimate depression. Is anything Astor does too much and too evil or disturbing? Does he cross a line? Does he toe a line? Or is this good cinema that does a good job of making you feel a certain type of way? Hope you guys are both well. Joe, J Money forever. Oh, wow. Um, so... I guess since I've seen both of his movies, I'll kind of try to address that a little bit. Um, well, I did see Hereditary. You did see Hereditary? So, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, do you think that... The, the only thing... Personally, I hope I don't... Oh, I don't care. I mean, obviously, I, a, you're going to offend people no matter what you say. But first off, great question. Thank you for writing in. Yeah. That was... Joe... Uh, get, I, get the knee better. Get that hinge kicking. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> great dude. Yeah. I, I can... I can testify. Anyway, please go on. But um, I, I don't think that movie would have been what it was without the actress from The Sixth Sense. Man, she is good in that she movie. She was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. If, I, I think that, honestly, is what pulls that whole movie together. Together. Yeah, it's it's almost... It's weird, like... The thing about Hereditary is it's almost just like a sneaky family drama that kind of gets, like, supernatural at the end, you know? Yeah. Like, some of the most intense scenes, like the one where she freaks out at the dinner table, like, that's that's one of the most intense scenes in the movie, and there's, no, there's nothing horror-related going on in it. Well, see, the movie was kind of spoiled for me, so I would like to keep all the spoils out okay. of this conversation, just because I listened to a podcast called... What was it called? Now Playing. Which okay. is a podcast I think you would really enjoy, to be honest with you. Check that out. Okay. They do a lot of research. They actually listen to the commentary and do um, 
you know, they bring up questions about what was said in the commentary. So they go deep into a DVD review right. or like a movie review. Yeah, that sounds up my alley. But they even said at the beginning of their review of Hereditary, turn it off now. And they would wait a second. They'd say, if you haven't seen it, turn it off. And yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I think that kind of took away from a lot of uh, the spooks, the spliffs, and the... Spliffs. Speaking of spliffs, we'll be yeah, getting yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, put a pin but, in that for a while. Yeah. But um, I think that that really kind of... Um, took away from the suspense in a lot of the scenes and stuff like that, so... Yeah, it's, um... I, I don't think he's crossing a line. Um, Midsummer is... Re- See, I think I think the sound effects are really, really part of the charm of our podcast, but you can you can let us know at notnordicpod at gmail.com. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think he really crosses any lines, and I also, like... I, I think a lot of people have said, I don't think his movies are scary in the traditional sense, more so sort of intense. Like, I remember I, when I saw Hereditary in the theater, I can honestly tell you, like, I started gripping my armrest to the point where I realized, like, I was kind of digging into it, you know? Oh, wow. And uh, Midsummer. the interesting thing about him is, like I said, I felt like Hereditary was almost like like a family drama, like with some horror to it. And the same thing about Midsummer. Midsummer is basically like a movie about a relationship ending that, that takes some really, really fucked up dark turns. Yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Like I, like I always say, it's nice to see new directors or new screenwriters or anything new besides like a remake. Yeah, yeah, and it, he's definitely an interesting voice, especially in in horror and like like you said, I mean horror especially is it's such a genre that thrives on remakes these days. Oh. And it, it's not like you can't tell his influences a little bit. Like I think oh, yeah, I think Hereditary had a lot of Rosemary's Baby to it. And um, Midsummer owes a lot to a movie called The Wicker Man. Yeah, The Wicker Man. Yeah, not the one with Nicolas Cage. No, Nicolas Cage. The bees, Cage, yeah. the bees. Um, so no, no. I, I guess the short answer is I think I think it's okay. Um, I I'd love to if you were interested in following up and emailing again. I'd love to know why you, why you pose that question. Like, do do you feel that he's stepping over some kind of line as a director? Uh, I'd be interested to know, Joe. So if you uh, if you feel like following up and dialoguing with us, uh, do so. Hell, once you get your knee healed up, if you want to come hang out in the car and do the podcast, you're more yeah, than welcome. Please. Um, so anyway, thank you very much for listening, man, and you know, uh, be in touch. Uh, so let's move on to the news and random things segment. Um, I'll, I'll start. Please, first off. I hate the word random because it's used way too much, so let's just go to the news segment. News segment. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, Rutger Howard died today. He's a um, uh, very European sort of... He played a lot of villains in the in the 80s. Jay, what's your favorite Rutger Howard movie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting to me. You were saying, we were talking a little, little bit about this earlier. You said you only knew Blade Runner and you've never even seen it? Exactly. That's it. Uh, I'll tell you what. I honestly... It, I didn't see Blade Runner in its entirety until a few years ago. It's a really great movie, and you might want to circle back to it. But um, he did a movie in 1986 called The Hitcher, which is really awesome. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of skimming his filmography right now. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, never seen that one? Never saw that movie, no. Surviving the Game Dude with Ice-T? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've seen it on, on what, like, uh, back in the day. Like, remember on Sunday? Sunday they would show those movies at, like, 12 o'clock. I really miss that, too. So do I. Do, yeah. do you know what? All right, now we're getting off on a tangent. Poltergeist <laughs> 3. Fuck anyone who says that's a shitty movie. I remember watching that 
Like they would play it like every Sunday on a rainy day. Well, I don't think I maybe maybe you want to uh, punching bag me with that because I don't think I've ever seen three. I think I've just no, seen no, one no, and no, two. No, 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 no. After what you did to me this last podcast, <laughs> fuck you. I'm, I, and the thing is, is like I still can't think of anything that is that detrimental as what you did to me. Well, we'll get there. You uh, son of. And more more recently, uh, he did a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. He was in Batman Begins, Sin City. So, a lot of a lot of genre movies. But okay. anyway, I, I enjoyed him. He kind of had a weird Euro trash vibe that I dug. So okay. rest, rest rest in power, Rucker Hauer. Oh, that rhymes. Wow. Oh nice. shit. <laughs> um, so I I I did write down a couple of things. Um, did you know that there's a New Jersey Hall of Fame? I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. If you had to guess, uh, <laughs> you have any good guesses as to who's going into the uh, the New Jersey Hall of Fame this year? Um. New Jersey Hall of Fame. Let's go. Saves the day. <laughs> Lifetime. Man. <laughs> that's the, it. the misfits. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know what exactly it means to be in the New Jersey Hall of Fame, but apparently this year the inductees included uh, Southside Johnny okay. uh, and the Smithereens, uh, George Railroad Martin, the author of Game of Thrones. Uh, and I should credit Tom Sharpling from the best show there. He came up with uh, George Railroad Martin. Uh, Martha Stewart, who I actually didn't, had no idea was from New Jersey. Uh, here's a good one for you. Seinfeld star Jason Alexander. Nice. I didn't know he was from New Jersey either. Me either. So, uh, E-Town Concrete. E-Town Concrete. Nice. Um, man. Area uh, 5. <laughs> how are you coming up with these so quickly? <laughs> Drawing dead. Stop. Hey. Uh, anyway, so yeah, congratulations to the inductees to the uh, <laughs> to the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Whatever uh, it means, reper- repercussion might get in next no. year. No, they're, they're still waiting. Um, OJ Simpson's on Twitter now. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, uh, his first post was that uh, he's got some getting even to do, which. Seems like in bad taste, yeah, all, all things considered. Some, something that aggressive should not come out of his mouth unless it's something about getting even in like a video game or someone taking the last crab leg at a buffet or something like that. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I read a joke. Uh, I don't want to take it as mine, but somebody wrote, um, like, what's getting even for you? Like, you kill two people, you're even, you kill three, you're odd, then you kill four, you're back even again. <laughs> Man, it might have been too soon for that. Low blow, bro. Uh, Preach. Bill and Ted Three began production uh, since the last time we were since the last nice. time we talked. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's that's something you're interested in. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with Rufus. You know. Well, with, they uh, said they wouldn't recast it. They said they it was, wouldn't. No, they said the Rufus will not be in this one. Will they? Will he be mentioned? Question. Oh, you would think so. Maybe they go to his grave or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's smart because George Carlin is the best. So I mean, it's what, what were you going to do? Yeah, I think that was the best movie he's ever done, personally. Don't even say Dogma. No, Dogma sucks. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I, that, that's, that's a whole other discussion. Though, okay, well, what do, you, what do you think his best movie was? It might have been Bill and Ted. What, what other movies has he, has he done? I mean, I'm not talking about the old, like, uh, the old ones in the 70s or the 80s where he did cameos that were kind of like dog. All right, Van, for a second, what I'm going to pull what, up George Carlin's film. Was he, in the, was he in DC Cab or no? You know, I don't know, and that's actually going to come back uh, a little later on because I, I've never seen DC Cab, which I'm, means I was not familiar with the uh, Barbarian, Barbarian twins. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so let's uh, let's put a pin in that. Okay. Um, no, but he wasn't car wash, and he paid a, played played okay. a taxi driver. Perhaps that's what you were thinking. Maybe of. that's what I was thinking. Uh, 
He was in the Prince of Tides. Interesting. Maybe he was on the TV or something in the background. Yeah, there's um. When Nick Nolte wasn't that Nick Nolte and Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah. That movie what... scared me when I was a kid. Remember, because people broke into the house. Didn't something something like that happen? I've never seen it. I think I saw it when I was a kid and scared the the freak nicks out of me. Interesting. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was just those. I thought two my freak nicks were still in me. Dude. They're not. They scared me. Where where'd your freak nicks go? <laughs> Man, his first movie was something called With Six You Get Egg Roll. I don't know. That feels like a problematic title now. Uh, um, no, it probably could be. But, uh, yeah, no, you might be right. He was only in about a dozen movies, and, you know, a lot of them were pretty bad. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is Terrible. not good. Scary Movie 3 is not good. Jersey Girl. So- Man, he worked with Kevin Smith a lot, which I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, uh, so... Bill and Ted 3, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, I'm a little concerned because there's a history recently of, like, far after the fact movie uh, comedy movie sequels being bad. Like, um, if you think of Anchorman 2 or, like, Zoolander 2 or Bad Santa 2 or Super Troopers 2. <laughs> All those were pretty bad. I don't, I'll have to take your word for it. Haven't seen any of them. All right, I got one more thing for you. Okay. Uh, let's let's have a fantasy casting sesh. Uh, okay. They're they're rebooting. Look who's talking. Who do you, who do you voice the baby? Dude, what? Why would they do that? Because Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. Oh, I got a question for you regarding that that kind of thing. Do you know that what what was it? Um, Bruce Willis did it, right? He mm-hmm. was the voice. Did yeah. you hear how he it was? He took a percentage of the movie. The back end. The gross or the net, some, something where you get more money out of. Was it the gross or the net? Gross, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's what's called a back end deal, typically. Yeah. Well, I think I think he got some ridiculous deal on it. That's why he did it. They were like, well, we can either give you ten million dollars or you can do, you know, ten, something along those you lines, three percent or whatever. Oh yeah. no, it was more. It was yeah. it was a high. It was a, I believe it was, and uh, he made a lot of money off of that movie. It's just like. Um, Jack Nicholson. I was gonna say that's the Batman. most famous one. Yeah, he he. I, from he what got I under- fucking merchandising. I mean, what the fuck for the second movie too? Yeah, from what I read, he he ended up clearing about a hundred million dollars from playing the Joker. <laughs> all right, all right. Quick question: Who did it better? Go ahead. Chaboy Heath or Chaboy Jack? Man, see, this is just no. But you can you you can be you can split it down the middle. I if you want to. I have so much nostalgia for Batman '89, so I I I, I feel like I'm going to be a little harder on Chaboy Heath than most. Okay. Um. Man, I, we're going to get email for this, but I'm uh, not Nor, not NordicPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, I might go Jack. Okay. Wow, that's that's, that's a sizzling hot take. What about you? I was going to split it down the middle. I thought they both did great, and I'm I'm not a fence walker at all. I think that fucking Jack Nicholson, the original, I think the what he did with the character was scary. Yeah. But I also think what Heath did with the character was like psychologically scary. You know what I mean? They both had this kind of fear to them. Me as a kid seeing it was scary, and then seeing Heath, he's my boy, obviously Heath. I keep calling him Heath. But yeah, you what, and Heath were tight, right? Yeah, you but were tight like that. But what what he did was next level. You know. Yeah, no, there's, there's, I mean, we could really, like, I sit and dissect what he right. did in that movie. Like, right. the way, like, he licked his lips. Like, it was a complete transformation. Oh, exactly, yeah. And I will say, as a side note, that uh, 
as a result of that, I don't shit on any any proposed casting anymore. Because I remember when I read Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, I was like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Right, I'm with you. So that's why when I was like, like oh, the dude from Twilight's going to be Batman? Okay, let's let's wait and see. Yeah. Maybe it'll be awesome. Let's see if he pulls it out. So He's Batarang. You said Superman or... Batman. Batman, okay. Yeah. Well, anyone will be better than Chaboy. Chaboy Ben? Yeah, Chaboy Ben. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Well... Honestly, my stuff is seriously dated. This is from back in April. So maybe I should cut this because I was going to talk about it in the last podcast. I talked about how I had buffet fight stuff. So I'll just read the one. It says, not a good uh, Saturday night for buffet. Uh, It's not a good Saturday night buffet until someone loses a tooth and gets pepper sprayed. All in an argument over crab legs. Now, we have witnessed things like that. Oh, man. We have witnessed the people standing by the crab legs yelling at at the people working there. When are the crab legs coming out? I'm surprised I haven't seen somebody get shanked over right, crab exactly. legs, quite honestly. Uh, this happened at the Royal Buffet in Manchester, um, Connecticut. 20-year-old man lost his tooth, <laughs> and his mother was pepper sprayed by the attackers. Holy shit. Married couple was arrested. They were released on $5,000. I mean, guys, I mean, the firefighters were called to respond to vent the restaurant from the pepper spray fumes. Over crab legs. Yes. So, guys... Just have a seat. Let people get their their legs. Yeah. Eat a little wonton soup, a little General Sal's right. chicken it's in the buffet. meantime. Yeah, get a bunch of stuff. There are there are other items. Yeah. So uh, there there was a few more buffet ones and guys, let's keep the show rolling. <laughs> let's get out of this. This does stuff back in April. But <laughs> but if you I'll tell you what, if you have any good buffet fights, uh, send them to notnordicpod at gmail.com. If you have any experiences at a oh, buffet that oh, you want to share with us. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we've all had a few. Yeah, one time, I had a grasshopper in my food one time. Where was that? This was at Sharon Zhang's one. <sighs> this is in, uh, what would you say, Northfield? Is Northfield, Northfield, yeah. So I grabbed some... Uh, Boneless, we, uh, we don't mind slandering because it's gone. Now. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, is, it is closed down. Grab some boneless spare ribs, put them on my plate, and I was like, oh, there's a little bit of gristle on there. I was like, I just won't eat it. Go back to my seat, and when I sit down, it's a giant grasshopper. I'd say about the size of a little bit, like, think of a Pez dispenser, half of a Pez dispenser. Wow, yes. that's pretty big. So I walked up, and I showed it to them. They walked right into the back. And they never came back out. So my dad busts the kitchen doors open and is like, we want a refund. And she said, only only him, not you. Get out of here. Yeah, so. Well, so I was at Jimmy John's once in, okay. uh, in PA where I used to work. And uh, there was a piece of, thank, thankfully I saw it before I bit into it because it probably would have messed up my teeth. There was a big piece of jagged plastic in my sandwich. Damn. Uh, I went and showed it to them. Uh, they offered me a free cookie. Jimmy John's is a buffet? No, Jimmy John's is a Folks, shop. I said a buffet story. This guy's breaking the law. Call the cops. Call the cops. Call the cops. <laughs> okay? He he broke protocol, and it wasn't a buffet story. So, did you take the cookie? Of course I took the cookie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> of course I did. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> well, that's a good... That seems like a good note to end that on, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, the quiz of the week. All right, we're back. So, um... Okay, so what's the gist... What's the prem of this? All right, we're gonna go, um, guys. I'm not as good as Chuck, so this is you're gonna you're gonna be ridiculing me on the streets. Well, uh, if you, well, you're welcome to uh, quiz me on whatever you want next time. Um, okay, I will. Okay, so the the idea you're that done. I came up with for this week's quiz is uh, there's a website called Cameo, and for the uninitiated, Cameo is essentially um, you can pay um, any celebrity from like 
I wouldn't say there's any A-list celebrities. Maybe like lower B-list to like D-list celebrities. Okay. Uh, to record a uh, a personalized message for whoever you want. Um, you know, happy birthday. You know, sign Gloria Estefan to. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> whatever. Well, um, well can, can I be honest with you? I am. I'm a. I'm a bad person. I've actually. True. I've actually gone on to Cameo, and have stolen videos that were made for other people, and given them to people as gifts. I actually have one. The fact that you ha- that you said that. Oh my gosh. Guys, thank you for calling the cops on over here, officer. No. <laughs> Sorry, we're no we're yeah. we're, we're, just, we're okay. not doing anything too out of order, I don't think. Well, no, you didn't get tell a buffet story. Oh. So, license <laughs> so <you> registration. <laughs> thank you guys for calling the cops on. But well, here's here's one I actually have it queued up right here. So, let me let me play this into the mic. Yeah, so you can idea I, of I, have a, I have a friend named Steve. So, this is He's, he was a fan of, uh, like, Howard Stern and stuff like that. So here, check this out. Hey, Steve, how are you? This is uh, Stuttering John of the best days of the Howard Stern Show and the Tonight Agreed. Show with Jay Leno. And uh, I just wanted to say happy birthday, buddy. And see, what I did is then I cut the video and edited out everything else. And he's like, your friend Mikey Day sent you a, <laughs> you know what I mean, sent, did this whole thing. So it's kind of messed up. You can go on there and download other people's videos and then use them for your own game. Like, I have a bunch of them, like from High Pitch Eric, from Snoop Dogg, from Ice-T, Rose McGowan, Flavor Flav, just people saying my friends' names. I mean, luckily you have friends with very commonplace names. Like, if you had a friend named Ishmael, I don't think... uh... Dude, if you you want to make a challenge to me, I will find someone on Cameo named Ishmael. That that video is made to him. Done. Done. All right. All yeah, right. let's 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 put a pin in that. Okay, well first. Yo, Melissa, yo, flavor flame, right here, G. <laughs> hey, yo, I know you. Okay. Dear God. I know. I, I and it just keeps going on and on, and I I enjoy that site stealing other people's purchases. So okay, go ahead. I'm what sorry. I what I find fascinating about Cameo is the fact that it's very clear. That they're allowed to set their own prices, right? Okay, yeah. Like it's there's there's some people where you're like, I wouldn't pay more than ten dollars for a message from them, and it's like three hundred bucks. Or then you occasionally you see a person who's clearly serious about maybe getting some business who charges like twenty bucks. So what I did was I combed um, the the list uh, for some inter- what I thought to be some different and interesting names, and I'm gonna give you names, and you tell me what you think a message from this person costs. Now, okay, because fair. because this is oh my uh, gosh, this is gonna be difficult. Well, I'm gonna give you a twenty dollar cushion in either direction. Twenty dollars. You think that's too hard, too much, or you think we should do ten each way? No, you're you're fine either way. I'm gonna I'm gonna get zero right, so I'm gonna I have a standard number where I know to stay around. Okay, um, so yeah, so I I did. I pulled down six, so what we'll do is three out of five, and maybe we'll do an extra one. Uh, uh, best three out of five, and maybe we'll do an extra one for fun. So, okay. All right, so here we go. Dean Kane played Superman on TV a million years ago. What's a message from Dean Kane cost? All right, now Dean Kane, he was a Superman, and he was on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, I didn't even know that. He, he was the remake after Jack Pounds. See, you told me you don't know people, and you, well, <laughs> there you go, just dropping knowledge. Dude, do you remember the old Ripley's Believe It or Not? With yeah. Jack Palance and then his daughter came on. Classic stuff. I enjoyed that. Okay. So let's get back to brass tacks. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Holy sh poof. Now I will go. Let's do I'll say two hundred. 
Dean Kane costs eighty dollars. Damn it! So okay, a little, a little I, oh, I overshot. I overshot. Apologize. <laughs> apologize. All right, that's all right. That's all right. There's still more to go. Okay. Uh, this one I figure is probably right near your, your pop culture wheelhouse. Tracy Gold played the sister on Growing Pains. How much for a how much for a message from sister Tracy on... Gold? I'll say uh, I'll go sixty. Twenty five bucks. Damn. <laughs> Off again. So I'll well, see. Here, here's this. This is my problem. I do listen to people who have cameos. Yeah. Uh, accounts, and pretty much all of them say that hundred is the minimum because Cameo is now taking out so much money. Really? So this is a good Geiger counter. Yeah. You know, because it's all radioactive. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to see who else is out there who's just doing it because it's, it's like you said they're they're not doing it for financial gain. They're probably just doing it for fan. Uh, yeah, and just to, if you turn and burn enough twenty five dollar ones, I mean, you know, I guess you'll make money eventually. Yeah. That's Although, true. how many people are getting messages from Tracy Gold? Hey. Um. So. Uh, we and there's there's a million of these too, so we could always do this again. Oh uh, yeah, um, we're gonna have to because I'm way off. Okay, uh, brief, uh, briefly a teen idol uh, in the late '90s, Freddie Prinze Jr. Okay, I'll say a hundred. Hundred fifty. So you're getting you're getting warmer. God. Okay. Okay. So he he we was were, in Scooby Doo and I know what you did last summer. Okay, and he was also in. Um, was he in? She's all that. Okay, you're losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, these next couple are fun. You'll enjoy these. Okay. We're just playing for pride now. <laughs> <laughs> the one of the most famous house guests, possibly the most famous house guest of all time. How much for a message from Kato Kalen? Ooh, baby. Now see, oh, farts, man. Will he go high? Is he? <sighs> Damn. That's the point of the game, man. This is a really good game, and I'm failing miserably, so I will say $75. You got that one right. 60 bucks. so you're, okay. within, you're, you're within the buffer. Thank you, Odin. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I mean, you could you could look some up and try try doing, try quizzing me on this next time. Uh, here's another fun one. Uh, formerly married to the current president of the United States of America. How much for a message from Marla Maples? Ooh. She might be low, but she might be high because she's a celeb now considered. Let's see. Let's go. And plus, she needs that moolah. Yeah, I guess he must have. So, he must have had her on a sick prenup if she's on cameo. <laughs> let's do one twenty-five. Oh, so close. One oh two. Three dollars off Damn. the buffer. Damn. All right. Uh, Damn. I had. I had one more just because I knew it would bug you. All right, go for it. Do you know who Harley Morenstein is? I do not. He hosts Epic Meal Time on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I really don't like that guy. <laughs> All right. How much? Jock for, Daniels. Uh, how much for him? Uh, I'll say two fifty. Fifty bucks. Damn it. All right, so he's not that much of a douchebag. I thought he'd be more of a, a scum lord, but I guess not. So he needs to buy that souse. Ugh. That souse. When they first started, that was very entertaining. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. Jock Daniels. And... Yeah, it jumped the shark for sure. Oh, yeah. As, as they say. As they say. <laughs> thank, hit you, him. thank you, John Hunt. Yeah, hit him with it. Uh, do you want to take a break before we do uh, the getting to know your host segment, or you want to just keep rolling? Uh, preach. Let's just keep rolling. All right, let's keep going. Okay, so uh, forever ago we teased a uh, getting to know your host segment. Uh, I, I, it's not going to be too serious, I assure you, but uh, I, we each wrote five uh, questions to ask one another, and I guess you know we'll, we'll answer our own questions too. Plus Melissa's. Yes, yeah, so we'll actually start with that. Um, okay. Melissa asked us to describe each other using three words. Do you want to go first? Okay, sure. 
I will go. This is me describing Chuck. Allegedly. <laughs> Honest, smart, and genuine. Oh. I get honest and genuine are both the same kind of thing but there's there's a little there's a little bit of off kilter there a little bit but wow that's really really thanks man yeah. seriously um, I also had you I, I said you're honest and I sort of I was telling you earlier how it's like I you know just to make it less of a love fest I think that you know maybe some people aren't prepared for how honest you are and that, that yeah, might, that might have true. might have ended up rubbing people the wrong way over the years which I, I appreciate it like I said you're a guy that I know I can come to and you know sort of get an honest assessment of situations but, but yeah but like, but like we talked about honesty does not mean you hurt somebody right I, right. you, you know you, like, like we were talking about you don't go up to someone and say you're you're ugly and then they say whoa I am just being honest man you know but if there's there's something that there's wrong something wrong with them if they don't understand you know you would never go up and say that yeah I guess the way you explain it uh, is like honesty and brutal honesty aren't necessarily the same thing I don't know? even think brutal honesty I think there's just being an asshole and then there's honesty <laughs> people just want to go out and hurt people and say I'm just being honest dude hey no, right. no, you're right. Yeah, you yeah, can't. I'm not a fan you of can't that. take. You're right. You can't use the word honest as license to just like shit on people. That's, exactly. That's totally true. Yeah, and that is way out of my wheel. I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, I mean, this might go without saying, considering I do a podcast with you that's supposed to be funny. But I think you're a very funny guy. Um, Thanks, I I always have, and you know, I was. You know, I when you wanted you said you wanted to do a podcast with me, I was very excited because I've you know I've wanted to do something creative in this way with you for years. So, it's, it's cool. Um, and uh, you're a kind-hearted dude, man. And uh, I won't go into too much detail, but there was just just a few hours ago there was a uh, was a time where I, I I really needed somebody to talk to, and you were there, and I really appreciate it. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime, every time, all the time. Yeah, I think you're a guy that if somebody if somebody's your friend, like you 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 put them you you put them high up, and you really you want to make sure your friends are happy, and that's that's hundred percent. Anyway, so let's let's get to the stupid shit here. You you want to go? You want to go? How do you want to do this? You want to alternate, or do you want to? Uh... Okay, so I if I ask you the question, do you do I, do I I ask you the question, you answer it. Do I answer it as well? No, yeah. right. I, I figure we'll like answer that? our own. Okay. Yeah. All right, so maybe you'll do your five and then I'll do my five because my, my last one feels like a good way to end it. So. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah, fire away. A day you wish you could relive over again. A day I wish I could relive. Um, well, um, okay, well, uh, so... I, I've mentioned it in passing, but uh, I've had a band for about the past. Um, actually, probably uh, my <laughs> the hardcore band that I had in the uh, mid two thousands, Drawing Dead. Who you, I'm pretty sure you're the only actual fan of. I enjoyed um, it a lot. We we played um, at the. Uh, did I tell this story on your VHS thing where we play? We played at the First Unitarian Church. Yes, you did. Yeah, best and, worst show VHS. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so we did that, and then uh, we had a going away party at my house where there was like ten different bands. That's, I look back on that as one of one of my best days ever because it was just playing music, and I think we barbecued. And um, another one is uh, my grandmother passed away a couple years back, and um, a couple months before that, I had been laid off from my job, so I had some time on my hands, and I was living in Philly, and she uh, took the train up. 
and spent the day with me and we uh we went and got cheesesteaks and went to the art museum and did like all the all the philly stuff and ended up being the last time i ever got to see her so wow yeah so that's a that's a day i wouldn't mind reliving uh how about you it's gonna be hard to get this one out but pfft, i'm gonna try it's gonna get emotional um oh man wow <laughs> yeah oh all right my wife my wife my wife her um uh her mom passed away yeah and one day uh, it's getting real folks uh-huh. <laughs> one day we went out and we spent the day together down in uh in um new jersey we so drove around and we you uh, your wife and your your mother-in-law correct yeah we drove around and just had a really good time and I guess it's kind of, um, it's more for her yeah. than me. Yeah, you wish, well, that's, see, that's what I'm saying, man. You're, you're a selfless dude. But, yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's heavy. <laughs> Great you, Scott. You, you, you got a, you Great got a, Scott. you got a funny one to follow that, go that question Oh, uh, let's see. The moment you realize you're an adult. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably when um, probably when I got called from a collections department because I was sixty days late on a uh, credit card payment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. God, I didn't realize like me asking these questions. My my answers are all deep. It's like when I realized that my mom struggled for so long to take care of us. You know, that's that's a good one too. You know, it's it's you know, not to get well. I guess we're getting personal. Yeah, uh, I know. This not, is like my mother was seventeen when she had me, and she uh, there, there there I probably had a similar moment like that too, where I was like, I I, I finally saw things uh, her way when I was like in my mid twenties, and I was like, wait, if I my mom had like a seven eight year old kid at this point, right, like, and yeah. I can barely take care of myself. Like, <laughs> You know, like, right. as much as, like, you know, I mean, we were both, in, I guess, I mean, you get drawn to punk rock because you're an angry kid in some ways, and it's like, I look back and I'm like, I was angry, and she she did the best she could, man. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, go on. Okay. Um, best show you ever saw, band and the bands that played. Oh, wow. Um, do you have one ready? Or can I do. I, can I think about yeah, it? Yeah, take your time. It's funny because I've seen... I'm going to sound so radical right now. I've seen so many shows. I've seen quite a few myself. But um, it's funny. One of the best shows that I ever saw was Adventures. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. A ba- it's a members of um, Code, Code Orange. Orange. Yeah, yeah. And it was them. It was this band, Were, W-H-I-R-R. Yeah, I've heard of them. Sure. I mean, that was all meaningless. Their set was so good, it, like... The performance was out of control, and I, I don't think I could ever see another show that would ever hold a candle to that performance that I saw. What would you call their music? It's like a power pop kind of, or you know, it's like that. It's that retro bring back to that '90s kind of alternative feel. Yeah, but like with a harder edge. And I know I just sound like Pitchfork right now reviewing it, but not what no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll uh, get into that. No, but it was uh, it was such a good show. It was um, it was really good. So the one that sprang to mind uh, while I was thinking was uh, 
the first time Kid Dynamite got back. Oh, I, I also I saw Lifetime in a basement in New Brunswick. So that, oh, that, okay, that, that that might be up there. Okay. My, so I guess mine are Dan Yeeman bands because uh, the first Kid Dynamite reunions in 2003 that was that that was one of the most fun weekends ever. Do you have a None More Black show as well, or? No, I didn't like them that much. Really? No, they were pretty good. I, I don't know. How about Paint It Black? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw Painted Black. Yeah, Painted Black with um, a veil at the church was really good. Oh, okay. Um, the, actually, there. Weirdly enough, um, there was a show at the church where there were only like fifteen people, and it was uh, Painted Black, um, The Promise. Which you remember them? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. And um, crush all fakes. Crush all fakes. Yes. <laughs> Try, but they never will taint my true love. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and uh, Black Cross from Kentucky. Okay. That band ruled. And, uh, yeah, there was nobody there, but that, that that show fucking slayed. It's funny, like, some of... Oh, now, now that my mind's going, um, the, like, some of the, some of these under-attended church shows that I happen to either work at or be at where I saw Jay Church at the church, and they uh, they played on the floor with okay. uh, uh, the Methadones and... Uh, you know Armalite? No. Armalite is... Um, Adam from Adam and His Package. Okay. Uh, Dan Yeeman from Every Band Ever. Um, Mike McKee from Kill the Man Who Questions. Okay. And uh, this, this guy, Jeff Ziga, who's in um, Affirmative Action Jackson and Knives Out and a bunch of bands like that there. Man, that was a good show, too. Nice. Um, yeah, so like you, I've been to a lot of shows. So it's, it's sometimes it's tough to sort them out of my mind, but those are a couple highlights. Okay, I got two more. Should I do two more? You want to, should yeah. I do one more? You want to do five total? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, hey, how are you? What's up, man? How are you? Oh, we just started. We already ate. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, we already ate. Oh, you already done? Yeah. All right. All right, take care. You too. All right. <laughs> he did not have pain on his knuckles. <laughs> no, he sure didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, a pet peeve in people you're close to. And people I'm close to. Um, See, I don't have an answer for that one. Really? Yeah, I can't think of one right now, so... Um... I don't like close talkers. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, somebody that we both know who I won't mention. Um, I'll mention off-air that... Okay, 10-4. Yeah, I'm going to say close talkers. Get get out of my personal space. Okay. You know know what? I I guess my pet peeve is people who can't take criticism who think they know everything who when you're trying to teach them something they just keep talking over you there's a lot of people like that too yeah because i i train people where i work yeah so sometimes it's all right dude let me show you how to do this oh yeah i know and they mess it up or if you're doing it they make fun of you for doing it wrong and you're like we're learning together man you don't need to try and put me down to make yourself feel better i've said that to someone yeah, it's like we're all we're all we're all moving together on this right. big blue marble. Let's let's not act like we're any better or worse than anybody else. Bro, this is the third rock from the sun. Okay, come on. <laughs> Great show. Exactly. All right, so you got one more. Okay, the last one is something you did when you were younger. You feel affected you today. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, I know. My um, questions are all deep and they get me all emotional. <laughs> um. Man, do you, do you have one for that? I do. Okay, let's Okay, see. my my brother was jumped at a bar and oh. and these people wouldn't allow him to leave. So he called me to come down and help him pick him up. So when I went down there, I saw these people hitting him and it was two on four, but there was three people there at the time and I had a pair of brass knuckles. And I wish I didn't have the brass knuckles. I don't regret sticking up for my brother, but I do regret using brass knuckles to even 
you know, even the playing field out a little bit and just get him out of there. So with that, you know, there was a bunch of consequences that happened to me. So. Yeah, that that I mean, without getting into grave detail, that that affected your life for quite some time. It, it still it still is to this day. Jeez. So oh. I guess that would be mine. Well, <laughs> I got caught stealing when I was younger, and uh, dude had to do a summer community service. Unacceptable, dude. <laughs> so that's. Uh, well, do you remember what you stole? Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Go ahead. Uh, a big thing of multivitamins. Okay. And it was funny, too, because... Try to get your health on. It's good. Because <laughs> when the cop got there, he was like, what can this cost, like five bucks? And then he looked at the price tag. He's like, $18. <laughs> he, even, he even seemed a little surprised. That's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I can honestly say I've never stolen anything since. Not not because there was any sort of... Not because of, of any kind of moral objection, but because I ended up spending, like, quite a while in a holding cell. And, oh, okay. like, like, 10, 12 hours. And... Uh, that was enough for me to know I never want it's just it's just That's a fair. matter of I don't I don't think the consequences will, are worth it. I'd rather oh, yeah, just, definitely not. I'd rather just pay for that candy bar. Right, exactly. <laughs> Even though 19 times out of 20 you're probably going to get away with it, but it's just not worth it. No, I agree. I'm not I'm not a fan of thievery. All right, so uh, Those are my questions. All right, here here are mine. Um, what's your favorite sound? Favorite You know my nephew always asks me that question. You know what it is? Go ahead. It's a dog eating a potato chip. Oh, that's a good one. I'm not joking. No, I he, don't. He and I talk about that all the time, how much I love that. I feed my dog a potato chip and the way it crunches. <laughs> it's weird, but that is my favorite sound. I've heard it. You ever, ever hear a dog eat ice cream before? That's a good one, too. No, I haven't. Yeah, there was. I was at a, I was at Mento's Water Ice in Ventnor. A little shout out. And this guy. Hells yeah. This guy got his bulldog an ice cream cone. It was, it was, it was dope watching him eat it. <laughs> So yeah, dog eating potato chip, that's mine. I have a weird one. I really like uh, I, I like the sound that a crowded sidewalk makes when people's heels are clicking on it. Okay. Yeah, like That's interesting. Um, like are you talking about like like man, like downtown Manhattan? Yeah, like, or Philly or like okay. like you hear like dress shoes clicking. I don't know why. I enjoy that. Interesting. Um What's your zodiac sound and sign and how little do you care? Uh cancer. Cancer is my zodiac sign, and it's you know it's the it's funny. I dated a girl one time, and uh, we were we were discussing something. She's like, "Whoa, what is your?" She's like, "I bet you're a Cancer, aren't you?" And I was like, huh. "I was like, yeah." And she's like, "Oh my god, I knew it!" And she started listing off all this stuff that like defined me. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that's, so I'm a, I'm a Pisces, and it's, there's actually like if you read about Pisces, I fit into a lot of it, but I I still choose to believe it's all bullshit. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't say bullshit. It, I think it's just funny how coincidental that everything coincides with your zodiac sign. Like, really defines who a person can be. Yeah, Pisces are um, above all. I think supposed to be sensitive and artistic, which are two things that definitely describe me. Yeah, I agree. But uh, all right, so if you could move anywhere in the world, where would you go? Huh. Good question. Do you have a place that you want to go? Do you have a? I think the West Coast. Okay. Yeah, it's it's always kind of drawn to me. It's it's not out of the question that I don't end up there at some point anyway. Now you're talking about California, California. Okay. Is is that is that seriously where you would want to go? California dream. Well, I really I've really become attached to the beach. So. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to if I move somewhere. I'd like it to be somewhere with a beach and. Ten four. Like uh, uh, personally. It would have to be a place that Melissa and I have visited together. Like uh, Seattle was 
was awesome. I'm not a fan of every corner having marijuana. Like, you walk around the corner and you get blown in the face. People walking dogs, smoking weed. Yeah, well, they, you can... They have a coffee cup. It's called a wake and bake. Where it's... It's, uh, it's a Mary Jane pipe. You put the weed in the handle and you smoke it out the side. It's crazy. I'll tell you what, man. The... the... There was a joke in that movie Half Baked years ago where it's like the uh, the MacGyver smoker. Those, yes. those 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 weed people are industrious when they're trying to get high. Dude, I'll tell you. dude, no cure for cancer. <laughs> no cure for cancer. Dennis Leary said it best. Seattle's a cool place. I, the last time I was there was actually for you know our friend of the show Fred Lott's wedding, yes. and uh, it's, it's yeah, it's it's definitely you feel like it's a, uh, a cultured area. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of all that kind of stuff, but I don't know. When I was there, I had more fun there than I did in Alaska. But it, it would have to be either there, or someplace in Alaska. But yeah, on the West Coast as well. That's weird that we're both <laughs> ditching dirty jurors. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's, that's another Eat Town reference. But go ahead. I'm the king. I'm the king. <laughs> Make room for me, bro. One nine nine six. It began. It began. Okay. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should add that to my best shows. I, I went to what was supposed to be E-Town Concrete's last show, even though they've played every year since yeah, then. Yeah, I know. Okay, actually, here's here's one. You ready? Just going back to that. This is the Electric Factory 2002. You ready for this lineup? Okay. Hatebreed. Okay. E-Town. Converge. Whoa. God forbid, a life once lost. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. You want to hear a show that I went to? Go ahead. Equal Visions Fest. Oh, yeah. It was... Oh my gosh! What was that band called that uh, had that album called Alaska? Fairweather. Oh, yeah, Fairweather. Uh, if they move, kill them. <laughs> yeah. It was Fairweather, Strider, um, Converge, Hope Conspiracy. Did this day forward play? American Nightmare. Um, I can't remember the other two bands that played, but it was a giant fest. It was. Where was that at? It was at uh, Club Chrome. Oh yeah. In North Jersey. Equal Visions Fest. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, that was pretty intense. All right, I got two more. What's your earliest memory? My earliest memory would have to be, this is another deep one, but maybe I shouldn't say that one because it's, all right, we were sitting at the kitchen table in Summer's Point, and my dad and my mom just got divorced, and we were eating bologna sandwiches, and my brother said, I'm glad he's gone, and my mom started crying. Oh, man. That's... That's it. No, I mean it's yeah, it's messed up, but that's my earliest memory. No, I mean it's it's probably probably you know part of why we're friends is we're <laughs> we're, we're we're both kind of broken people in that yeah. way, you know. Yeah. Um, I broke my elbow when I was I think three, and uh, I do remember it. I uh, I was standing on a step stool trying to get the cereal from on top of the fridge. Yeah. And we had a lin- linoleum <laughs> kitchen floor. Okay. And uh, yeah, I fell it, hold on, did it support your head? <laughs> Gave me something to believe. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I fell and broke my elbow, and uh, my mom told me that I got a sling with Snoopy on it, and uh, like the Peanuts characters. Dope. And uh, he said, you know, as somebody who, as I mentioned, was very young, walking around the mall with her child in a Snoopy sling, she told me that she got a lot of dirty looks, like she beat on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back, well, back then, that wasn't really, was that really a thing back then? I don't think that people really... Yeah, they were almost... It was almost, like, encouraged. Right, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You deserved it. Not so, you, but... Well, I probably did. No. Uh, 
So that was our getting to know us segment. That was kind of fun. Uh, if there's anything else you're desperately curious about, feel yeah, free. Send it to us. Uh, NotNordicPod at gmail.com. We're, yeah. we're an open book. Yeah, get, get, get the waterworks flowing on me again. We're going to take another quick break, and we're going to come back with what may be the most epic installment of Punching Bags ever. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> All right, welcome back. The final segment of the world-famous We're Not Nordic podcast. This is our... Uh, We're Not Nordic. No, we're not Nordic. NotNordicPod at gmail.com. Come go. on, dude. Get sorry. it right. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm baffled. I'm it's, a, it's a marathon sesh here. You're starting to, yeah, starting to lose your wits. starting to lose it. Um, so, uh, just you know, to, to catch up, Punching Bags is a uh, re-examination of things... Uh, that are sort of shit on by the culture that we we may uh, enjoy for what they are. Uh, I'm gonna start this week. Uh, this week I was uh, asked to watch a film entitled Twin Sitters uh, from 1994. Uh, direct- in, my, in my top five, by the way. In top five. Top five favorite movies. All right, we yeah. might let's do let's do top five, top five or top ten movies one week because okay. I, I need to I need to hear what else is in this top five. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So this stars. Uh, two giant muscle-bound dudes with mullets uh, that were known as the Barbarian Twins. So uh, they they were just they they were not on my pop culture radar. So you want to tell me a little bit about the Barbarian Twins? They were actually in um, damn Natural Born Killers. They were in a scene that was cut out. Uh, you know, I did read that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were in that. They were they started in the in the show D, in the movie DC Cab. Classic. Then they had their own kind of like spin-off like uh, kind of like the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen of back then where they did like a barbarian movie like Conan the Barbarian but they were two brothers and then they did like a cop movie. They were twin cops. So they had a little like straight to video kind of kind of cottage industry going. Yeah, pretty much. Now did Twin Sitters come out in the theater or was this a straight to straight to straight to video release? Uh, to to be 100% honest with you, I am not sure. I like I said First time I saw it, it was on. It was a trailer on the Jury Duty VHS. That makes sense. That is where I saw it and I bought it after right after I saw that trailer. Uh, so you that was a, was that a couple years later or? What do you mean? Did, what, you, what year did Jury Duty come out? Ninety five. I am not. I am not sure. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me check those deets. Okay. So yeah. So the, you, you got the Barbarian Brothers uh, in this movie. Uh, they play uh, two Italian brothers who work at a restaurant, and they uh, they get fired early on. Uh, they have aspirations to open up their own restaurant. Uh, apparently, the one is a very good cook. His signature dish is a bolognese sauce with a little bit of Dr. Pepper in it. 1995, by the way, jury duty. Okay. And uh, so, through a whole... Not, not worth recounting uh, a series of events, they end up... Um, being put in charge of uh, twin brother, twin brothers, while their uncle goes and testifies against some sort of bigwig criminal played by uh, the worst James Bond, George Lazenby. Um, so, Twin Sitters was ninety four. By 94, the way, ninety four. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so, it, it, I like this movie. <laughs> it's it's, it's a fun, nice. it's a funny movie. It is. It's it's. I mean, you know, it's it's a children's film, but it's. It, it moves quickly, and I don't think that at any point the, uh, the the barbarian twins really took themselves too seriously. Not at all. Um, it's there's a lot of uh, the there's there's it starts out with a scene in the restaurant that they work at where there's so many. It almost reminded me of the Three Stooges. Like there's so many pratfalls and stuff. Right. 
and uh, there's another scene where the music is very it, it almost reminds me of a cartoon a lot uh, the music's very cartoony and then they do things like um, like they go to the bank and ask for a loan and I believe the loan officer might have been played by the director John Paragon it was who, uh, it was played by him he was also in Seinfeld and he was also Jombie in Pee Wee's Playhouse who does not want to wear the ribbon yes yeah he was the, he was the other one the guy with the glasses um so yeah, so they they go to they go to the loan officer and he asks what they have for collateral and he put he gives them like a whole bunch of food. Show them. <laughs> and um, so when he says no, they essentially like hold him down and force feed him, which I thought was really funny and weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I mean, like there's you know there's things you can there's things that you can nitpick here if you really want to be literal minded, which is they get offered thirty five grand to watch these kids for a week, and then there's a couple different parts where I'm pretty sure they cause at least thirty five grand worth of property damage in the house. Fair enough. Um, there's a lo- there's a very strange um, romantic plot where uh, the the kid the the kids are uh, school homeschooled, and their teacher appears to be dating both of the uh, barbarian twins. Yes, you would think at some point she would have had to make a choice, but hey, whatever. And then uh, another great thing is at the end when there's a climactic sort of. Um, where they have to rescue the kids. For this is Spoiler never. Alert, this I is, guess, this guys. Is Sorry, never, ruining the movie for ruining you. Ruining a twenty-five-year-old movie. <laughs> Somehow they uh, they have all these twin friends that are like super ethnic stereotypes. Like there's these these kung fu uh, yeah. Asian twins, and then there's like super sort of Rastafarian black twins. And yeah. Then, um, yeah, so uh, the other thing that should probably be mentioned is the, the, the Barbarian Twins wardrobe is utterly ridiculous. Um, there's I tried to write down a couple of, uh, of different... Uh, uh, at one point, the guy's wearing um, a beanie with a propeller on it, like, uh, like, I guess, you know, in the old days, like a mentally challenged person would in a movie. Um, he's wearing two different colored Chuck Taylors at one point. Uh, uh, yeah. one, one time he has a nest on his head And on the other side of his head there's a bird <laughs> I don't think I caught that That's great Oh it's there um, he, The one has a captain's jacket With like um, uh, What do you call that uh, Those things on the shoulder I can't think of the name I can't uh, I don't know either um, Shoulder pads But they're not They're like the the rank Yeah like, Yeah the ranking of a And amulets Something like that um, So And then uh, Credit to my friend uh, Police officer Parker Bowman uh, From the Junk Food Dinner podcast uh, He pointed out That in the Climactic scene uh, I can't tell the difference between the twins. As a matter of fact, I don't even remember their first names now. Um, one of them is wearing a jacket where he should be wearing a pocket square. He's got three troll dolls, which is really, really excellent. And like they, they've got like things hanging off of them, and it's 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 very funny. It's it's you know, I I um I get a little cynical about kids' movies, but I I had fun with this one. So you, now you consider it a kids' movie. Why would that be considered a kids' movie? Wouldn't that be a fun comedy romp? Do you consider like Liar Liar and like The Mask a kids' movie? Like hmm. The Mask? I guess not. Yeah, I guess there's adult themes in this. Like there are like people getting shot at. But then again, like is Three Ninjas a kids' movie? Fair. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. It does have that same kind of feel. Yeah, like there's and there's almost there's a scene where um, the kids are getting kidnapped. Which, by the way. Um, it's the kids from uh, Kindergarten Cop. Right, right. That played. They only played one kid. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop, yeah. though, right? Yeah, so um, 
the scene where they get kidnapped from right under the twins' noses, uh, it's got a lot of Home Alone to it. Oh, and speaking of ethnic stereotypes, uh, they're living in this giant house. Um, There's a very sassy black maid. There's also a sex-crazed Latina. um, What was she, a landscaper or something? Or did she cook? I forget what her name was. She was the maid. Yeah. The other woman was the cook. And they were. He was in a. She was in a romantic tryst with the gardener. Right, right. Yeah, because she was, I, I believe, uh, uh, bagging the gardener when the uh, kids get kidnapped at the end. Yeah, possible. Um. So yeah, I was gonna say. So that scene kind of had some Home Alone to it, like the way he like he uh, yeah, he lights them on fire. And anyway, it's 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 a fun movie. I watched it on YouTube. There's definitely worse ways to spend ninety minutes. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um. So, uh, uh, let me have it. It's your turn. Go All ahead. Right. I, I got to be honest. I did a lot of thinking about this. I got pretty angry when he said this as the um, as my topic. Okay. Let me. Uh, let me. Malign by Pop. This is one of the the dopest weed albums <laughs> ever released, it's, isn't it? I it's mean, for the weed bros, man. Uh, see, here's a, here was my thinking: is that you wanted I, to punish me. And I no. You wanted to hurt me. No, because I can honestly tell you, like, for as much as this album, I don't think doesn't doesn't quite hold up. I can honestly tell you. Let me let me give you my history. No, no, so we're talking about Sublime Forty Ounces to Freedom. Okay, right. Um, now, so, Sublime self title would have been a kind gesture, correct? Because it's it's a, it's a little more listenable, a little more tolerable. It's got the hits. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the hits. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um. So, um. I, I can honestly tell you, still every year to this day, the first like kind of warm day in May, I still listen to 40 Ounces of Freedom once. Um, I, when I used to go surfing with my neighbor, he drove an old Oldsmobile 88, and we would cinch our surfboards to the top of his car, and we had a cassette deck and three tapes, and one of them was 40 Ounces of Freedom. I think the other one was uh, Circle Jerks, Group Sex. Okay. And then the other one, I think, was the Bad Brains. <laughs> now, was he a pot lord? Oh, he's big time pot lord, big time. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> did you par- did you partake? Yeah, at that time I did. Okay, sure. so back. Yeah, every everyone has things in their past. I don't know if you wanted to reveal that. We might be edited out, and we might <laughs> have something about like, you know, a little beep. But <laughs> I, I I can understand that now. Now I understand that you have a connection with it in that aspect. I can pass a drug test now, just so any employers that might be listening know. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's not like I I just wanted to make it clear that I I wasn't being. Uh, I wasn't being entirely mean-spirited when I gave this to you. I, I, I did have an inkling that it wasn't up your alley. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I didn't, but like it's it's not like it's not like I hate assign you this punching bag. <laughs> I still, am struggling with that. So that having been said, uh, what do you what do you got? Okay. Well, I just wrote down just wrote down a few things here and there. I listened to it quite a few times, driving in the car, taking a shower. Working just it would just be playing in the background, and I wasn't really giving it a fair listen. And then you know I started giving it a fair listen, and oh my gosh, what is your favorite song on this album? Don't push. Wow, this is what I said about don't push. Cultural appropriation. You're totally right. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, what? Where was that back then? Why isn't that in effect? Talking about Bob Marley, Tyson, and yeah, man, no. what a pile of dog 
You like that song? That's your favorite song? I, I, I like that one. I do. Okay. Well, that that was that was the top of my hate list. To be honest with you. Wow. That song. That song. That song is just trash. I mean, I I feel I feel like the there there are two good songs in there. The the new the new thrash new thrash yeah okay that reminded me of like an old like local punk band kind of demo and that was tolerable I could get behind that and enjoy that also we're only we're only gonna die for our arrogance yeah right? well do you know <laughs> what you re- you ready for the reveal on go that go ahead go. that's a bad religion song is it really yeah. do you know do you know it sounded like the love like it sounded like the loved ones covered it okay it would be phenomenal. Yeah, I actually. Uh, they, you ever hear their? Well, I don't want to digress too much, but yeah, the loved ones do you. some good covers. Anyway, but I mean th- that song sounds like something that they would cover, and it, th- I enjoyed that song too. Yeah, that's a bad religion song. <laughs> now, 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 date rape. Oh yeah, well, we got to get into this. Yeah, let's just get into this, and we can finish this out. <laughs> it reminds me of you know, like what 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 is your perspective on? Like, how do you feel about it? It's it's, it's unacceptable. I mean, it's just. It, I would ask you: Is there is there is there any justification in your mind for writing and recording that song? Okay. Do you understand? Like this this is my whole thing. There's a song by Randy Newman called Rednecks. Have you ever heard that song? I haven't. No. I agree with you that 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 song, Randy Newman's Rednecks, should not exist in this world. It's just, it feels like it gave him calls just to use the N-word and say that it was a song. Oh, there's an N-word in it. He says oh, it, yeah. Snap. Now, see, the date rape song is about him singing about someone doing this, not him. Right, he had mentioned that he, it's something he heard someone say at a party or something. That no, I mean, the whole song is a, is a... The thing I didn't like is that he blamed the woman for getting drunk and horny. Right. Drunk and horny. You know, no, I don't, I don't agree with that aspect at all. He's blaming her for it happening, but... He says that the guy was still the pursuer. Right. It's not none of that has anything to do with him. It's all what is that? It's like telling a story. I tried to ask Melissa, like, what is that called? You know, I said, is that parody? And she said, no, it's not parody. But what is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's like a, a perspective kind of thing. Yeah, like you're putting your place your, yourself in that, just like with the um, Dire Straits song, "Money for Nothing." Oh yeah. You know where it's yeah. it's it's the guys standing there saying, "Look at that," and he said the the yeah. bad word. Yeah. <laughs> The F bomb, right? The F bomb. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I, man, I, you're so angry. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that the song. I don't think the song is is um is as bad as you're. I guess giving it giving it credit for being bad, in hmm. the sense of um, what it stands for. It's more along like I hear I hear like a story, just like you know, dude, Johnny Cash didn't kill someone just to watch him die. You know, it's the same exact thing. The Folsom City, blo- what what is that? Folsom, Folsom Prison City, Blues. Folsom City Prison <laughs> Town. You know, it's 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 the it's the same exact thing. You know, he sings about killing someone just to watch him die, right? Right, and yeah, and it's a technique Springsteen uses a lot. I mean, a lot of his songs are are about you know characters and not necessarily him. Right. So I I, th- I think that that. That's where it's coming from, and I don't. I don't think it's not a good song. No, it sure isn't. But I think that what he's trying to say is that you know she didn't want to. She didn't want to. You know, so. Can you can you do me a favor before we wrap this up? You, Go ahead. A little earlier, you did a little impression of what you felt every song on this album sounded like. Can you, <laughs> can you give me a little bit of that? No, I, I do not remember. Boop, exact, boop, 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 something, something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the it's the same it's the same exact. Strumming pattern, notes, same chords, folks. I'll send. I, oh my gosh! I'll send you some articles where the like, the, 
you know, as far as it being a punching bag, I, I think, like, the quote-unquote, like, woke public is sort of reevaluating it and sort of, you know, saying that Sublime was more of a band for, like, 90s bros and it's kind of outdated and it's probably which is probably true honestly <coughs> but it's I mean they'll always have their fans I think but it's definitely like I'm sitting right next to one folks <laughs> <laughs> every May it's it's true every man. May that that and the first suicide machines out but that's a, that's a different story <laughs> okay that's fair all, all right. right so so what is your punching bag for this week for me okay uh, so uh, I've been giving you music uh, we're going to pivot to a movie this week. Thank God. <laughs> Just for that, I might change it. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, when I I worked at West Coast Video from the time I was 14 till the time they closed. They're uh, more than entertainment. Wasn't that their t- slogan? Take home the entertainment. Take home yeah, the entertainment. Yeah. Um, so, this is a movie that, I, that came out when I worked at West Coast Video that I took home numerous times. That's 29% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes that I genuinely like. Now, if I've seen this movie... Yeah, have you seen Kissing a Fool? No, I have not. It's uh, David Schwimmer, a.k.a. Ross Geller from Friends. Okay. Uh, Jason Lee. Kissing uh, a Fool? Kissing a Fool. It's available okay. in its entirety on YouTube. I've okay. already checked. Which, uh, that's a special kind of movie that just sits on YouTube for years without anybody anybody going, hey, I made that. Why don't you take that down and not just have that for free? Now, you like that? What do you, you mean? You actually, you really like that movie? I've seen this movie 15 times. Okay. Yeah. It's just, nice. It's, uh, it's directed and written by Doug Ellen, who uh, later went on to... Uh, uh, create the show Entourage, which is certainly his uh, his current claim to fame. Uh, yeah, Bonnie Hunt's in it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's I, I like it. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hey man, I, I like a lot of movies that are that are deemed trash. I mean, you liked Twin Sitters, right? But yeah, you didn't like uh, Phenomena because it was too long. But like again, Creepers. I- I might have to watch that again. Watch, try, see if yeah. you can find the Creepers cut, because yeah. that was dope when I was a kid. So and again, you, I got that from West Coast Video. So what do you got for me? Okay, well, I'm going to give you something that was my um, guilty pleasure last podcast. I'm going to give you the Amy Arena CD. Amy Arena. And you have to, It's the album with the song, with her hit song, Excuse Me, on it. Okay. You should be able to find it. If not, I can send you the entire album. 1996. Through. How have I never heard of this? You have. Okay. You have once you hear that that hit song, uh, "Excuse Me," you will. Um... It looks like it looks like it's self-titled, self-titled album. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Addicted to Dirt, track two. That's the one. Keep going, bro. Cheeseburger, track three. And what's the next one? Make love to myself. And the next one is. I will always love you. Bro. Shit. There you track go. Track six is shit. Track seven is perverts. All right, Amy Arena. It is, uh, it is an acquired taste. To be honest, I've listened to this album repeat quite a bit. People don't understand why I enjoy it. And um, you're probably going to ask me that too when you listen to it. Well, if, if it's horrible, I, ha- I probably had it coming. <laughs> well, hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say I like that Crash Test Dummies record more than I thought I would. Okay, fair enough. But again, you still haven't listened to it since you've listened to it originally. No, but I have listened to 40 Ounces of Freedom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Trust me. That is never happening again. No, that's that that one's uh, that one's going in the discard pile. Doctor. 
Well, I think that's going to about do it for a jam-packed and what I thought to be very fun uh, We're Not Nordic podcast. Yes, definitely. Uh, very deep, emotional. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were ups, there were downs, there, yeah. were, there were laughs, there were... Tears. Yeah, it's just, we, we really took you through the gamut this time. Do you uh, you have anything you want to plug on the way out? You want to talk talk Duke on a leash briefly? Or? Uh, no, actually I've been listening to uh, Critical Role. Have you heard about that no, podcast? No, what's Critical Role? Uh, I'm not into Dungeons and Dragons, but it always kind of interests me that people can dedicate themselves that much to something and and yeah, totally. create, create a world. Yeah. And it's I'm listening to the second campaign on the Critical Role podcast and I'm at I'm on episode 15 or something like that. So what what goes on? They 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 basically they, they record their game. They or? record their game and they're all voice actors. Really? So what they do is and they're so good at it that they the story flows so well and it's all live and it's all well, obviously it's recorded, but right. when they recorded it was live. There's no cuts or edits or anything like that. Yeah. And it's uh it's very entertaining and when I'm at work a four it's a 4-hour podcast. Whew. And I just lose myself in it. And, like, you, I love theater of the mind. Yeah, me too. Yeah, totally. Because when, when I was a kid, my grandma used to have books on tapes, like, book, like child books on tapes. Okay. You know, it's like, when you hear the sound, turn the page. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So we used to listen to it in the car when she would pick us up. And it just, you just lose yourself in it, so. You better lose yourself in the music, the moment. <laughs> Critical Role podcast. You never let... Uh. <laughs> But no, it's uh, it's very entertaining. Um, I know I sound like a nerd, but I really don't care because I really enjoy it. Second campaign, Critical Role podcast, love it. What about you? Um, well, I'll uh, I'll go in that spirit and I'll uh, I'll uh, mention a podcast uh, that a friend of mine does uh, called Border Boss. Uh, it's my friend Mike Dick and uh, another guy named Scott, King of the Internet. Uh, what they do is um, mostly talk about Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they also uh, they do a segment called All Holes Filled, where they go back and review uh, what what are thought to be like quote unquote classic albums that they may have not um, you know paid attention to when they actually came out. Okay. Um, so you know it's kind of interesting if you want to hear somebody talk about uh, I don't know. Operation Ivy 20 years after the fact or something. Or Okay, what's the name of the podcast again? Uh, Bo- Border Boss. Border Boss, folks. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, also uh, Junk Food Dinner because uh, my friend Parker did uh, contribute a, a little factoid to this week's show. Okay. Junk, junk Food Dinner takes, uh, they, they review three cult films every week. Nice. That's a good one, too. Cult films as in like trauma films and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. and okay. they, I mean, they've done... 300 plus episodes now so they I mean they've question been, they, when you say cult do they go Rocky Horror Picture Show as well because I've never seen that movie I don't know that's that they've done that cult, I, I, right? I would have, oh big time yeah I don't I don't know if they've done Rocky Horror I'll, I'll have to look um yeah so that's that's worth listening to too maybe depending on you know what your thoughts are on the movies they review but okay. you can probably probably find some new shit anyways uh we're gonna get out of here uh we just had uh, a lot of Indian food and uh we'll catch you guys Hopefully real soon. Write in, notnordicpod at gmail.com. And uh, just remember, as always, we are not Not Nordic. Nordic.